got a banger of a pod today. Happy, Don't we always? Happy Monday, by the way. <laughs> happy Monday. But I'll tell you what I'm most excited for. Tell me. Fun Fact Friday results. Cheeky double oh, pointer. Oh, the double pointer. The stakes <laughs> are high. Very, very. And this is, is a controversial one, this one, isn't it? Mm. We ended up chucking the poll on the Stuff website yeah, as which is, well as Instagram. So normally we just do it on Insta. Mm. And this one has gone on Insta and on Stuff. Mm-hmm. And... Not to be unkind to our Insta followers, whom we love, but there are more people on stuff than there are currently, currently, currently on our Instagram page. Yeah, so it's some whopper results. Yeah. Someone this knocked is, it out this, of the park. This has an entirely different tenor to it, this one, doesn't it? Oh, I wonder if that sounds like someone who lost. It's um, it's controversial, this one. It's an example of um, arbitrarily moving the goalposts. You know what? Let's just get into it and we can talk about it a bit later. Great idea. Kia ora, this is Newsboy, I'm Emil. And I'm Imogen, and this is what's worth talking about. Are we pretty much ignoring white-collar crime? Also, the ins and outs of a real-life succession family and the race among the siblings to be the next heir. Why setting up a kakapo sanctuary in Wellington hasn't been an easy ride. And a spot of fine dining in space. Oh, don't mind if I do. We've got all of that coming up in a moment here on Newsable. Newsable takes time and resources to produce. Please support our mahi and visit stuff.co.nz support. Crime, 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 law and order. It's almost a catch cry for political parties, right? Uh, gangs, ram raids, violent crime, more police. They're all topics pitched to get a reaction, I guess. But you know what we don't hear much about, or at all? White collar crime. Here's a question, why is that? Is it that we don't have any or we don't spend time looking for it? Lisa Marriott is a professor of taxation at Victoria University and has been writing about this and so she joins us now to chat a bit about it. Kia ora, Lisa. Kia ora, Imogen. Kia ora, Emil. Before we get cracking... What exactly is white-collar crime? Yeah, that's a really fair question. The language sort of stems back to the 1930s, 1940s, when we used to differentiate workers by calling them white-collar workers if they worked in an office, or blue-collar workers if they were perhaps doing maybe more manual work. So the white-collar reference, it relates to financial crime that is usually done as part of a work environment. And the idea being that white-collar workers had ability to engage in different types of crime because of the sorts of work that they did. So financial crime, that's committed usually as part of that work environment. Lisa, I imagine white-collar crime is more difficult to investigate and maybe prove than other types of crimes. So is it difficult getting a gauge on how much white-collar crime actually goes on in New Zealand? It's, It's impossible because it's trying to measure what you just don't know. There are some methodologies that try to make an estimate of what they might be across different types of crime because, of course, white collar crime is not just one particular type of crime. It captures a range of different types of activity. So one of the ones that I look at, for example, is tax evasion. That's a very classic white collar crime. Inland Revenue usually report that they find a billion or so in an ordinary year, but that's what they find. What they don't find, of course, is going to be 
much greater than that. And some reports have suggested that it could be as much as seven times. The activity that I've been writing on most recently is is cartels. And again, I was writing about those leniency provisions. And they exist because cartels are so hard to find. Because again, you're looking for people who are deliberately trying to remain secret with what they're doing. You mentioned the leniency provisions there, Lisa. Can you just explain what are those? Yeah, so they're quite unusual. The first person to disclose that cartel to the Commerce Commission can apply for leniency. Now, leniency is usually complete immunity. So you don't have to repay any gains that you've got from that crime. And your reputation often remains untarnished because often the name won't be in the public domain. And the main criteria is that you have to participate in a prosecution. Is this a good idea? Does it encourage the sense that no one's really hurt by white-collar crime? Yeah, yeah, I I think it does. I've been looking at various elements of white-collar crime for some years now, and we don't put a lot of effort into resourcing the investigation and the prosecution of it, and that does tend to suggest that we don't see it as important as some of the other types of crime that are out there. Maybe that's fair, and maybe um, that is what society wants, and they would prefer that resources were put into other types of crime. Crime, more violent crime and so on. But but what I would say on that respect is, you know, we spent $49 million in the most recent year investigating benefit fraudsters. And they tend to be fairly low level crimes. And we don't spend anything like that resourcing the Serious Fraud Office or the Financial Markets Authority, uh, you know, the bodies that are there to look after the more serious white collar crime. Lisa Marriott, thank you so much for your time. You're very welcome. Question for you, Emil. Sure. Who is currently the richest man in the world? Um, Elon Musk is probably not after the Twitter debacle. Jeff Bezos. Mm. Bill Gates. It's not 2006, is it? Wow, that was shady. Well, the richest man in the world is actually a Frenchman. Named Bernard Arnault. Oh. You get ready, we're talking French here, and so there's going to be a lot of that accent. That was lovely pronunciation. Bonjour. Do you speak French? No. Nope. <laughs> Bernard Arnault. But he has a much cooler nickname. Yeah. Somehow, I mean, it's a pretty gangster name. Yeah. The Wolf in Kashmir. The Wolf in Kashmir? Mm-hmm. I like that. Oui. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to make my nickname the... Wolf and acrylic blend. I shan't be calling you that, mm. but I'll tell you a bit about him. Tell me. Bernard Arnault. He's the CEO of LVMH, a luxury goods behemoth. Mm-hmm. He owns, get ready for this, fashion houses Dior, Louis Vuitton, Celine. Vuitton. 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 Liquor brands, uh-huh. Mawet, Veuve Clicquot, mm-hmm. Hennessy. Uh-huh. Basically, every time you buy a pair of Birks, Birkenstocks, mm-hmm. or indeed a bottle of even just Cloudy Bay Save, mm-hmm. you're buying him another fraction of a tropical island, most likely. Nice. Okay. Why are we talking about Bernard Arnault? Now that he's getting old, he is 74, he's trying to future-proof, trying to decide who's going to take over from him. Okay. This sounds very similar to the plotline of a famous HBO TV show, 
that airs tonight, actually. Yeah, picking up what I'm putting okay. down. Yeah, picking it up what I'm putting this down. This is French succession. This basically. is French succession. Okay. Bernard Arnault is essentially Logan Roy yeah. from succession. And magnificently, he also has a bunch of kids wanting the top job. He's got five. They all work in high-powered positions within the company. Uh-huh. And then there's also huge speculation as to which one's going to get the gig. This is a joke. I know. Okay. You can't – well, you, you can make this up because they have. Okay. <laughs> it's a very popular TV show, but, like, how crazy. Okay. So tell me about the kids. Who, who's, who's got the best shot? Well, currently it looks like uh, his daughter, Delphine, who's CEO of Dior at the moment, which makes sense, of course, because Shiv is obviously the best choice in succession. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to let you comment any further than that. No, uh, her younger brother, Antoine, Mm-hmm. is also in with a good shout. He's credited with making Louis Vuitton cool again. Mm-hmm. The notoriously uncool Louis Vuitton. The notoriously uncool. And then there's also who looks like a weird French mashup of Tom and Greg. There's the younger three in the fam, Alexandre, Frédéric and Jean. Those three are all in their 20s, early 30s, so, you know, unlikely to be picked. Yeah. This is a fun story. It's like life imitates art it's sometimes. It's beautiful. It's yeah. brilliant. And also, Bernard might be taking a leaf out of Logan's book. He recently asked shareholders to raise the age limit for the company's CEO from 75 to 80. Remember, he's 74. So, naturally, the board agreed. Hmm. What is the French for succession, out of interest? <clears throat> succession. Très bien. Kia ora, I'm Adam Blair. I played the great game of rugby league for the Storm, Tigers, Broncos and the Mighty Warriors. And I'm Goran Paladin, sports presenter and rugby league fanatic. I won a World Cup too. I played 51 tests for New Zealand. Yeah, he's a national treasure, people. Come on. Blairy and I, we're joining forces for a brand new rugby league podcast called League of Our Own. Each week we talk Kiwis across the NRL and of course everything was. All the big names, the big stories. And some of my own stories too. Well, if we can make them fit. We'll make time. Okay. League of Our Own with Blairy and Goran. Debut ep dropping on Wednesday afternoon and every Wednesday after that. You can listen through stuff.co.nz or wherever you get your podcasts. Proudly brought to you by Snap Rentals. Mate, your your stories are way too long, eh? Nah, we've got to take them on a journey. <laughs> oh, the journey. Yeah, of course. <laughs> the results are in. Yeah, we both already know them, and this is a controversial Fun Fact Friday one, this one. Again, you sound, it's guess the loser. Yeah. Is, is the game here. So um, normally the way that this works is we do the Fun Fact Friday and then we put a poll out on Instagram. And that's how it's worked up until now, isn't it, Imogen? It Wars? has, it has. Yeah. And then we find out on Friday, while the results are coming in on the Insta, that our bosses are like, oh, let's put it on stuff.co.nz. Maybe, you know, on the website. See if that changes things. And it did change things. We got many, many <laughs> multiples about the Don't number of I think it was votes. about changing things. It was about spreading the news of a word, That's right. which yeah. we often ask. And, and it spread. It, the, it did. It did. Like oh. wildfire. Yeah, yeah. Was it 2,000 odd votes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And who got 65% of those? Well, um, you, you did. I did, yeah. You did. The interesting thing, of course, mm. is that... Mm. You won the stuff.co.nz poll. I did. And I won the Instagram poll. You did. Yeah. Anyway, so because our bosses have decided to arbitrarily move the goalpost with no notice, congratulations on your win. It was taken to 7-3 now. Oh! Yeah. 
There's many more weeks. I love this game. Congratulations. It was an excellent fun fact. Sure. What was it again? That, um, Tarantulas have pet frogs. Yeah, it was a great fact. Excellent work. Congratulations on your victory. Um, best of luck for next week. There is a certain bird that is quite dear to your heart, Imogen Wells. Are you talking about the kakapo? I'm talking about the kakapo. Oh, the love I have for those small, chunky, round, fluffy, gorgeous birds is a love like no other. Don't tell Bean that. Chunky was a word that was invented for kakapo, really. I believe it is the technical term <laughs> um, for a said bird. <laughs> Listen to them. Scared the crap out of me. (laughs) I jumped in my chair. Little babies. Imagine hearing some of that swirling around behind you on a dark night. So we all know how endangered these birds are. There are just 200 left, and all of them live on offshore islands. But one man hopes to bring them back to the mainland by creating a sanctuary in the hills above the Hutt Valley near Wellington. But he's been trying for a really long time and is about to launch his final effort. Stuff senior reporter Andrea Vance has been following the story and she's with us now. Hello. Hello. How are you guys doing? Very well, thank you. Always happy to talk about the kakapo. (laughs) (laughs) Andrea, who's pushing to create this sanctuary and why above the Hutt Valley? The gentleman concerned is a guy called Jim Lynch and he's a bit of a legend of the conservation world. He's the guy who was behind Zealandia. And if you've been to Wellington in recent times, you'll know that that's just an astonishing success. The bird life in Wellington is off the charts now and because of the halo effect of this eco-sanctuary. So he wants to recreate that in the Wainui water catchment, which is in the hills above Hutt Valley, in a kind of a private ancient forest area that the public's not allowed into. He's going to create a big fenced eco-sanctuary a bit like Zelandia or Mangatau tree in the Waikato and hopefully bring kakapo, roikiwi, hihi and a range of other native birds to this incredible forest. I understand that the price tag for this would be $40 million. Does he have a chance at creating this? So yeah, it's pretty expensive. It is a 28 kilometre fence, so quite large. And then obviously you've got a red quite a large area of, I think it's 35,000 hectares of pests like rodents and weasel stoats, all those kind of things that are perilous to native birds. So what's going to happen now is instead of asking for the whole 42 million in one go, they're making a smaller bid to what's called the Prime Minister's Emerging Priorities Fund, which is a kind of a little known fund. So they're going to ask for two million and that will allow them to do the kind of design and consenting. Do we know what a sanctuary like this would actually mean for Kakapo numbers? Yeah, so the reason it's so suited for Kakapo is they can only live in certain places and this has got lots of ancient rimu trees, which... I think they mass, they fruit every other year and that allows the kakapo to feed and then breed. So, you know, they're sort of sensitive little chunky birds. They need these special conditions to survive. And they reckon that this sanctuary could hold 150 of them, which is pretty significant. I should say there is a little bit of competition going on because there is one other area that's suitable for this sanctuary, which is Mangatotri that I mentioned in the Waikato. So they could potentially take Kakapo as well. So it's like, which region is going to be the first to bring Kakapo back to the mainland, which it's a conservation success story. I do get really excited about this, but this doesn't really happen anywhere else in the world. This is like, this is like bringing the white rhino back from the dead. This is very cool stuff. 
Andrea Vance, thank you so much for your time. Emma, I have some really, really, really exciting news for your birthday this year on behalf of Ted. Wow. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. Well, what's going on is that there's going to be a Michelin star restaurant in space next year and you might be going. <laughs> what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> so this is a this is a space tourism venture from yeah. France. French theme. The French theme, yeah. They're selling pre-reservation tickets at the moment for trips to space in what is pretty much a hot air balloon that goes as high as 25 kilometres, so you can pretty much see the curvature of the Earth. I'm gilding the lily a wee bit here. It's not actually space. It is the edge of space. It's like space base camp. Cusp. Yes, and obviously it's much, much, much higher than planes can go. Pre-reservation tickets cost $17,500. Oh, it's a big birthday for me this it's year. A big it's big birthday, 30, it so is. It make, yeah, it makes sense. Indeed, yeah. <laughs> um, the entire trip, however, will cost about 212000 Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what mm. the heck? Michelin star. Mm. So dining in the sky. It'll be starting from next year, and you, five others, and two pilots could be in the sky enjoying gourmet food. Does that sound appealing to you, out of interest? A, a hot air balloon going 25 kilometres into the atmosphere yeah. doesn't sound safe. It doesn't? I don't know if... I would be comfortable. I hope they have parachutes. <laughs> uh, also, just ridiculous. I mean, fun, but... Yeah, sure, if you've got $212,000 to spare. Yeah. <laughs> I think this, this is going to be a select group of people who take this up, including potentially... Probably the Arnold The Arnold family. clan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, interested in your thoughts on this. Was the craziest or stupidest place for a restaurant? There must be Definitely some Definitely pretty... 25 kilometres into the air is, is You would think crazy. so, right? Yeah. Like maybe there's a restaurant at the bottom of the Mariana Trench. Or like in a public toilet or something. Um, we want to hear your suggestions for this. Hit us up on Insta, NZ, or you can email us. What's our email address again? Newsable at stuff.co.nz. That's right, yeah. But that's the show for today, I that think. It is. That's yeah. Newsable for today. I'm Imogen Wells. And I'm Emil Donovan. Remember, you can always get in touch with us. Hit us up directly. Tell us how cool we are. Let us know some topics you are interested in. Tell us what you thought of Emo's French accent. Flick us an email, newsable at stuff.co.nz. And remember, follow us wherever you get your podcasts and across all your social channels too. We're at Newsable NZ. Have a great start to your week. Newsable. News that's worth talking about. If you liked it and reckon it's also worth supporting, please make a contribution at stuff.co.nz support. I think you're conflating a whole bunch of issues. You don't want to be held to account well, no, on I, I, rising child no, abuse numbers. You can manipulate crime statistics. I, I promised I wouldn't have a tattoo about that got to journalism. Hang into the National Party's no, attack line there. That, that, I think that... It would be a resignation offence if I didn't deliver tax reduction. Yeah, that, yeah we're, I'm not worried about it at all. Actually, Nothing if in there. That sits with you perfectly fine. That's what, we're, that's what we're focused on. Whatever happens in politics, the weird, the wonderful, the important, the thought-provoking, we got you. Listen to Tova wherever you get your podcasts.